Is it live or is it Memorex? Does it matter? No, it really doesn't. You just want your weekly dose of command this. You know it. That's why you tune in to the best podcast in Commander's Nation, as said by, well, yours truly on Twitter. But that's all that matters. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the mini camp madness going on as we wrap things up from the past couple of weeks. And we'll talk about what Ron Rivera had to said or had to say, proper tense people, next. Skeet, skeet. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I don't know what day of the week it is. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I have no idea. It doesn't matter because Steve's going to no-sell my BS every single time. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Command This. For us, this is episode 201, and we're talking about some trades. Jason getting traded? Nah. Nah, trade-offs? Nah. You kidding me? Trade-offs? Nah, son. Man, here we go. So, minicamp has started since we last convened on Thursday. Chase Young, Montez Sweat, back in the building. Charles Leno, back in the building. We got a, There's a ton of footage out for Chase Young at Ashburn. Uh, Warren Sapp is at Ashburn. So there's a lot to talk about today. A lot to unpack with... Uh, what's going on here with the team? So, but before I get started, I'm Steve. Uh, that was Phil on the intro. We're also joined by our third musketeer, Dev. What's cracking, Dev? What's up? Live and direct. Thank you very much. So, we're just going to get started and kick it with a little bit of Ron Rivera press conference. And I think we need to keep track of how many times. He says, Dev, drum roll. I really do. (laughs) I really do. That's right. (laughs) All right. Let's get this show started and let's let's talk about and watch. When when did we invest invest in a laugh track? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Production values going up for command. This like Bill Tony right now, man. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> yeah, who need, who needs real laughter where you can just you know get get get, get the well, rental going? I don't know if you've heard on Twitter. I am pretty funny, so you are. <laughs> All right, let's look at Rondover's press conference today. I think it's going to give us an endless plethora of of quotes and things to talk about. Would you say I have a plethora of piñatas? A gaggle. A gaggle. All right, Ron. A of piñatas. Take us home, gentlemen. Please feel free to stop whenever. Let's go. Um, and, you know, just, um, and, you know, just expect them to come in and just fit right in, assimilate to what we're doing. I understand, you know, we've changed some things. We changed the way we do things. We changed our process. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see them as they, uh, as they work. 
And then when you when you look cut at that right there, some of the things you're. What was the question? Talking about what they expect to get out of minicamp. Yeah. The question. And that was missed because, well, they can't mic up these reporters for shit. Um, or maybe they just tend to get a little timid in front of, uh, you know, those they like to write about behind closed doors. Um, they changed up the process. They changed up how they do things. Gee, I wonder what he means by that. <clears throat> yeah, he's getting in some ass. <laughs> he is yelling at people in the huddle, you know, hustle on my field, sort of all the things that you want. You, a little bit of emotion, right, from the coaches. We, we're getting, yeah, and it's yeah. you know that this team, the players respect Ron. They respect Jack. I never – I'm now getting a feeling they just did not respect Scott Turner. Scott Turner did not command that kind of presence. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, Ron, yes, we all talk about Ron being all Mr. Stoic on the sidelines, but you need that because Jack Del Rio is a shouter. Eric Bieniemy is a shouter, and Ron just kind of stands. If you do something wrong, just looks at you like disappointed Papa, and sometimes that hurts more. Yeah, and I don't see. I don't, I don't mind that. Everybody says you got to fire and emotion on the sidelines. Not everybody should do that, and you know. But I think he's definitely referring to Eric Bieniemy tightening things up and toughening things up on the offense. For yeah. sure. All right, let's go. You most want to see, and also along that, how does losing that week of the OTAs affect maybe the planning for a week like that? Well, it it affected us most certainly with. Just the implementation, uh, the the um, the um, putting our 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 offenses in our installation is what it affected more than anything else. We we had to speed it up. We had to add a few more um, things that we normally would probably have a couple more days to do. Um, but that's okay. I mean, it, it's it's actually one thing that we've kind of seen is that we've put a lot on their plate. Uh, coaches haven't held anything back, whether it be offense, defense, or special teams. And the guys are handling it very nicely. Uh, and, and what we're looking for now is really what, – What was lost? Did did we lose something for the collective bargaining agreement or – Yeah, I think what, that they shortened up this minicamp by a week or, or, or so uh, in the new CBA. Okay, fair. The retention part of it. You know, we – Every now and then you have one of those days where there's just a lot of mistakes, um, you know, because of really the sheer volume. And uh, just hoping now an opportunity to see just just how these guys are handling all that. Uh, Ron, with regards to Chase, uh, just curious, what was sort of the, the homework assignment at the end of the year for him in terms of what he was going to work on? And then what are you kind of hoping to see from him uh, these three days? Well, I think the biggest thing as far as he's concerned more than anything else is just being healthy. You know, he started to get healthier by the end of the year and played for us in, in four games. And we just want to see him pick up where he left off. You know, he was, he was starting to play faster and faster and just love to see him get out there and really run around and, you know, kind of cut it loose and not not be tended. And and that's probably the biggest thing for him. And if you've seen the video, videos are all on Twitter. Go go check them out. I'm not going to post them here. He's got that big brace on his knee, but he looks quick. He looks good. He looks fluid. He looks a lot better than he did at the end of last season, and that's actually what I was hoping to see. I didn't expect him to come back and be, you know, full on rookie year chase, you know, at the end of a season coming off of that knee injury. Cause I think that some of the reason why he didn't come back a few weeks sooner was wanting to make sure the knee was good. 
Right. And I think that now he's had those couple of games to say, hey, I can take the contact without getting hurt again. Another offseason to really work himself back into pre-injury shape with the knee. So, I mean, he's looking good. He is looking a lot more like the chase we saw his rookie year. Yep. Good to see. Good to see. This might be a silly question, but is he automatically back in the starting lineup, assuming he is healthy and all that? Absolutely. I mean, again, the, the big thing more than anything else is, you know, this has been a strictly voluntary and, you know, and you don't you don't reward guys and take things away for guys for not being around. Um, these guys are going to get their reps. <laughs> I need to save this timestamp for people who say he needs to be there at camp. The coach just said it. It's voluntary. Yeah. It's a big deal. And a big deal. Like I said, if this is a brand new defense and he played a position other than defensive end, I might be a little more like, eh, he should probably be there. It's the yeah. same defense. He's going to do the same things. There isn't a, it's not offensive line where you need to be able to communicate so much. Offensive line communicates to react to what the defense is. He just needs to know what he's doing on specific uh, stunts and so forth. Other than, and, and Del Rio doesn't even stunt that much, although we did see it more last year. Right. Um, so I imagine that for him, it's not like he needs to learn anything. So let him rehab. Let him get that knee you know, back into the shape. Let him get back into the flow of things in a way that's conducive for him. And he has looked really good since then. So I don't see what the problem is. If he came back in, in you know, this past couple of days and just looked like, you know, doo-doo brown, doo-doo brown, then, you know, we might have a problem, but he hasn't. Yeah. Hey, Dev, real quick, you know what your galaxy background reminds me of? And I don't know why this came up. Butterfly in the sky. <laughs> Did you redo Take a look. Oh, what a good show, man. Sit up. The reading rainbow. It's childhood right there. All right. Yeah. Let's pick Things back up. Things ways to grow. That's reading right. Rainbow. A reading rainbow. Okay. Let's get back to some Ron. What else did you say, Ron? One thing we are going to do is we're going to be smart. We're not just going to throw them out there right away just because we don't know, you know, what speed they've been working at. And that's the thing you have to be careful of because they're going to go from zero to 60 very quickly because they want to get in there. There's going to be a lot of energy. Um, and and you really do have to be smart. So we're not okay. going to count, you know, if there's 60 reps expecting to take, you know, 50 or 40 of them. we got to get them and see where they are. Ron, what's your approach to educating your players on the league's gambling policy? That's become kind of a talking point here in the region. Jim Mercy. Well, the first thing we did was when it first broke initially, um, you know, we, we did have a player that was involved, unfortunately. Uh, we reached out to the league um, and asked them if they could, if they had a, uh, a PowerPoint deck that they could send and share with us. And, and, and so Malcolm took charge of that. Malcolm Black, our director of player development, he took charge of it. We got, um, um, Mike Jacobs, our, our head of security here, involved as well. And then we presented to the players. Um, and it was, you know, and it's presented to them every year. Um, but what we did was we, we did an, uh, an extra emphasis in it. Um, and then I believe it's tomorrow, it's not to, yes, it's tomorrow. 
um, the league is it will have a presentation as well. So we're going to continue that. It'll be a presentation that we will do during training camp as well. Again, just so we continue to hammer these things home that you know we've got to be very very careful and understand that you know the integrity of of the league, the integrity of of, of each team, and and then the players' own integrity and coaches' integrity for that matter as well are at stake. And we have to be very very diligent about this. What kind of question is that? Well, I think it's only because, well, first and foremost, Jim Irsay, get your boy. Isaiah Rogers, accused of gambling. You ain't perfect. Welcome to the club. All right. Let's, well, let's get through that. Murder, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jim Irsay probably was like, oh, hell, I got away from killing hookers. Um, I think it was a mistress, not a hooker. But, but by, the, by the way, while we're on the uh, hookers, I found out something cool today. By the way, oh, from here we officer, go. Ex-copper Did you know if you were to purchase a prostitute, highly illegal? But if you videotape it and purchase the video, it's pornography. That's legal. The more you know. Right. Well then, reading I've rainbow. Go. Reading <laughs> rainbow. <laughs> I gotta go conduct some business, people. I'll be back next week. Yeah, but remember, Shaka Tony is suspended indefinitely, so that's why they're probably. And I think there's a bunch of other players too that they uncovered in this huge investigation of some sort. So, I, I mean, yeah, it's a weird question, but it has a little bit of relevance. Okay. It, it, yeah, but. Uh... I didn't. Uh, I'm sorry. That question was yeah. like, what? Why? That's a journalist no who had. That was, ben Standing must have ran out of questions. <laughs> All right. Hey, Ron, when you uh, got together right here, <laughs> uh, okay. when you got together with your coaches after OTAs, um, what were your takeaways from, from how Sam performed and what are you looking for him in these this, this week here at minicamp? Well, we really won't get into where they are until next week. Um, but for the most part, um, you know, I check in with, with Eric and, and, and get his feel for it. And then I check in with uh, Tavita and the other coaches and, and really get a, a feel for them. I talk to the, to the players as well and see what they're thinking. I mean, you know, this is one of those things that we all got to feel very good and be very comfortable and confident in one another. And um, so asking everybody, you know, what they're seeing, how they're feeling, what do they think? Uh, that's important. And, 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 and so we've tried to make sure we're getting, um, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of perspectives on this. All right. Hey, Coach, um, since Duran has been here and he signed that extension, where have you seen him grow the most so far in this offseason program? Um, I think he's doing just like he did last year and the year before. I mean, he's the same guy. He shows up the same way. He works hard the same way. And, you know, that that's, that's true of most of our guys. I mean, you know, when Jonathan, same thing for Jonathan. It's been the same thing for Terry. I mean, these guys – they haven't changed who they are and that's the best thing about it. And, and that's what we're, we're, we're excited about being able to you know take care of our own guys that come in and perform and do things the right way. You know, we want to try and keep those guys around and, 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 and do the best we can. And, and we were able to do that. And culture. So- yeah. I mean, he, it's true. He there's, there's very few guys that he wants to take care of. I don't know if Chase Young is one of those guys that remains to be seen. But I do like the fact that after these guys get paid, they, they've kept that humble mentality and they didn't turn into something different, something that yeah. they're not. Well, uh, I would never call Deron Payne humble. 
That dude, that dude always walks out there like Ray, Ray just like he is, he is just the baddest dude on the block. And you need that. You need that. Why like, do you need to be humble, though? Like, John John Allen is humble. And, you know, but but that's why that's why they had that instant, you know, John Duran on the sidelines. That's two very different personalities, and you know, a couple of years ago. And you know what? Big bro, punk little bro a little bit. And, yeah. Happens is what it is. All right, but what you know else? what? Deron's always been out of all that guy, all the guys, uh, you know, that, that he's talked about. Deron, I would never call him. Deron works hard though, so it's not like he's one of these dudes who's all mouth and then half asses it, right? But I just thought it was funny. He talks about Deron being humble, and I'm like, wait, what? No. Maybe he's humble on the field, per se. Let's walk back that adjective. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I like yeah. that about Deron. Somebody, some guys play well being just the humble, I'll, I'll show you with my play. And then some dudes play well, but they got to give you some mouth, too. And Deron seems to be the guy oh. who, who chirps oh. a lot. Pause. I don't know. Deron's doing exactly what we believed he would be, and that's really just be the same guy, be who he is. Going back to the what John was asking about with uh, the OTAs being kind of lost, do you feel like you're able to make up for lost time? Yeah, I mean it's interesting because you know in 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 all the years of being you know doing what we've done, and and this goes back to my my, my previous spot in Carolina, um, you know for the most part, uh, by the time we get to the tenth OTA or the tenth practice, we have everything installed. Now it's just a matter of going back for those last three mini camp practices. And really seeing their retention, seeing how they handle it. Well, by the time we finish uh, with the mini camps, we should be done with the installation. So what we really lost was just two days of review, from my perspective. That that's kind of how we see it. Um, but you know, we've gotten the work that we've wanted out of it. And as I've said when I first started um, this this press conference, was that you know, guys, for the most part, um, we've been able to do the things that we wanted to do. So losing a couple of days, uh, it might have effect. It might not. Um, and I think if we continue to work hard the way we have, I, it, we we shouldn't miss them. I think. So let me get this straight. They took mini camp is where they installed the offense. I would probably claim my ignorance, but I didn't know that. I mean, I thought they started to get concepts of it. They started to get introduced to it, but I really thought training camp is where all that happens where you know they're, they're yeah I, I get it it makes sense but i've never heard a coach actually say that we've in, we install our offense at voluntary you know what i mean events which is why most people show up for the voluntary well, because, yeah and then, uh but 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 yeah they that, that's been a thing for a while since they started cutting back training camp and cutting back the time you have a training camp uh you know the practices and everything you know, training camp is nailing it down and going through drills. You got to install that offense at minicamp because now they spend the rest of the summer. You have that playbook. Now it's not a matter of learning the playbooks or learning, you know, the concepts of the offense. It's nailing it down in your right. downtime. Yep. All right. What else you got for us, Ron? Pass and coaches generally do this across the NFL. They like to scrap that third day of mandatory minicamp as kind of a reward. I'm guessing that's not on the table. Well, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We, we need that 10th day. 
Uh, that'll be our 10th practice. And then next week we get the one practice, that one solo practice on Tuesday, which we will take advantage of as well. And then uh, we'll send them on their ways. Okay. And uh, sorry, just real quick on KJ Henry, when he was drafted here, like Debo Sweeney sent like a paragraph worth of text of like kind of his character. I'm just wondering what you've seen from him. Oh, exactly that. I mean, um, I, I've had the great fortune of meet, meeting Coach Sweeney and, and believe me, reading that and, and, and hearing, you know, things that he has said about his, him and not just him, but all of his players. I mean, you feel very comfortable when you're a guy that played it. You know, a lot like, you know, some of the teams like, you know, like, like in Alabama, like a Georgia. I mean, Clemson's right up there in that same category type of, of type coaching. Who was the last semi who was the last player from Clemson we had outside of KJ Henry? Jarvis Jenkins. Jarvis Jenkins. That's right. I had such high hopes for Jarvis Jenkins. You and me both. Because he was an, an interior defensive. I think he was 99. Was that his number? Did he wear 99? Yeah. yeah. Was that something like that? He was a monster in college, tore up the ACC. <laughs> Who was the guy that he played? He played next to somebody who was the star, but the people, a lot of people said that that dude was a star because of Jarvis on the next to him. I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and look I can't remember. Now, now I'm blanking. It's somebody who was a first-round pick, too. Was it? Yeah. Damn it. Hold on. It, well, what when did he get drafted? He, so he, got, he played in the NFL 2007, 2010. So it must have been like 2006 Clemson. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that far back. He was like 2011. No, no, I'm sorry. His college years were 2007. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, okay. I was trying to look at that too. Yeah. Vic, uh, Victor Beasley. Vic Beasley. That's who it was. He's yeah, that's who it was. Vic Beasley. Yeah, he he was a first rounder, if I'm not mistaken. Vic Beasley. Well, Courtney Brown, Jarvis Jenkins. Jar- Jar- Vic Beasley was on the outside. He was an edge rusher. The other defensive tackles, I don't recognize any of them. So it must have been Vic Beasley. It was Vic Beasley. Because I remember a lot of people said that, uh, you know, but yeah, he tore his ACL after in his rookie year. God, what is it with defensive linemen tearing their ACL? Mm-hmm. Um, came back for the 2012 season. And um, eighth overall pick he was, Vic Beasley. Yeah, yeah, I remember it was a high draft pick. Although realistically, what did Vic Beasley do? He's in the he's on the place for the Vegas Vipers right now. So yeah, Vic Beasley did not live (laughs) up to his draft status either. Not a whole lot. But um, 2012-2013, he was with us. Then he violated the substance uh, abuse policy. Yeah. He is on the XFL Vegas Viper, so. Yeah. No, I'm talking about Jarvis Jenkins uh, violated substance abuse policy. Yeah, he had some injuries, too, and then, shoot, who knows what happened to him. All right. What you got for us, Ron? Are there any lingering issues with chasing his knee, or is he 100 percent at this point? Well, we'll find out today. Um, I'm pretty confident though, because um, he looked good. He really did. I know the doctors yeah. were very all positive about everything he's done. Yeah, he did. And um, you know, and and, and again, I, I know part of the reasoning. Did that count? Is that is that one of them, Dev? Yeah, I really. In terms of I really, he, did he said he really, really did. did. Close enough. Yeah, close enough. Right. That's one for you, Ron. 
nah, there's a bunch of them. He's not saying like he wanted to really focus in on just that specifically, and you know, he wanted to do that. Um, and again, it, 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 it'll be one of those things that the proof will be in the pudding when we watch him on practice. And aside from that, what else are you kind of looking from him and Montez, I guess, as, as they return? Just fitting back in, which I believe they will. I mean, you know, they're, 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 they're guys that, that make an impact on our football team and, and, and guys know who they are. Do you still consider it a competition between Jacoby and Sam? I do. I, I you know, again, it's one of those things that guys, it's, it's, you know, just because I said he's going to start off as QB1 doesn't mean he's going to finish as QB1. Um, I like to believe, though, that if he goes out and does things he's capable of, he's got a very, very good chance of doing that. Um, I think Jacoby has shown us some things that have really gotten people's attention. We talk about Jacoby almost as much as we talk about Sam. So, I No, you don't. We go through this process and Cap. until we play games. It, 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 you're, you're, you're playing away. Again, and that's probably uh, a good well. thing. Hey, that's Cap, Ron. Yeah, mega cap. They're they're trotting but, Sam out there I, like he's. I hate to stir the pot though, but I did tell y'all we did go after a backup quarterback in the first hour of free agency. It is weird. So hey, I'm just saying, not to shovel more coal into that, you know, Titanic engine. It's but, hey, hedging your bets. Just telling y'all, Negro Domus. Well, well, yeah. Here's, I see where you, so. Yes, we commend Ron for for breaking his normal mold of going with the rookie. He doesn't go with the rookie. He goes with veterans. But at the same time, he went out. Yeah, we're going with the fifth-round pick. We have complete other faith in Sam. Yeah. And we're going to go to get a backup quarterback who's capable of starting and started uh, nine games for the Browns last year. So You got to hedge your bets. It's, it's, it's hedge betting at its finest. And that's how you got to do it. And, you don't... and maybe any of those other quarterbacks they felt wouldn't give them a better run than what Jacoby Brissett did uh, based on what we saw last year. I wanted Jacoby Brissett to start here two previous seasons. Yeah. Right. If so... Brissett's starting quarterback, Ron's done the next day. Next yeah. day. Unless it's for injury, then you can't control next that. Next day, it don't matter. Next day. What if what if Sam comes out and plays three games where three and oh, he's throwing for like 350 and three a game. Next and all day, of a sudden, bro. bam, injury. Next day he's gone, bro. Next because of an injury, whole year, whole year is just seeing this. You understand the if, whole year is for him, bro. When, when a quarterback field, gets hurt, when a quarterback gets hurt, it's the coach's fault. It is, according to Dev. When yeah. a second round player gets hurt, it's also the coach's fault and the GM's fault. No, it's a, it's everybody's <laughs> fault because we've drafted in the second round. Yeah. Except mine, it ain't my fault. Yeah, <laughs> it ain't my fault. Do you anticipate Jacoby taking the first team that. reps either in mini camp or when we get to training camp? Well, that'll be something that you know that uh, that we'll sit down and talk about once we finish up. I know Eric likes what he's seeing right now from both guys, and we'll just continue to work. What gives you all? And I will say there, when they asked Jacoby Brissett the same thing, he's like, "We'll, we'll cross that. We'll cross that bridge when the time comes." Because I've been around the league for a long enough time to know. I know the business. We'll cross that bridge when the time comes. And I'm just he, here to he knows that he's going to be the backup. That's what yeah. he means by that. I saw that. Yeah. Of the confidence that this will be the year that it all clicks for City Charles there at left guard as he kind of starts out as <laughs> one there. Here you go, Doug. Well, I think one thing is getting the first opportunity more so than anything else. I, I cool. think that's that's important. Um, I, I like the way he's Speak. been doing things. City There's Charles. a lot of positives that have that, that are pointing in the direction that, that this is this is a great opportunity for him. Positive. You've been doing this a lot. Sadiq Charles? Sadiq. Sadiq Charles? Sadiqi. 
Sadiq Charles, not Ray Charles. Sadiq Charles. He's not a second round not pick. Jamal by the way. Charles, dog. He's a fourth round pick. Sadiq He's a Ron Charles. Rivera pick. We lost Ron didn't Wingsford. look too enthusiastic about Sadiq having to answer Charles. a question about Sadiq Charles. Yeah. That was a political answer. What are you going to say? Charles? Yeah. I, you know what? When not I Charles O'Banner from UCLA. When, when I watched his footage from LSU, he had some good college tape. It was decent. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it was like, okay. It wasn't got- trading Trent Williams and start this guy good. I mean, he's a guard by trade, so I don't know what people are expecting. He's not a tackle. He's a four-star recruit. Playing the SEC. I don't know. Pilot, you get to the last week of your offseason, or you got a little bit next week. Is there one thing you want to see or a few things that, that you need to see from this team to know that they're they're ready, they've gotten what they need done? How we handled that last day. I mean, it's, it's interesting because – you know, I know a couple of years ago I made a big deal about maturity, um, and, and I still think it's important that that you see certain things that tell you that that you're heading in the right direction. Because, you know, there's a certain point where the things that you have to do become a drag. Well, those things that you have to do should become things that you want to do. And once those things become what you want to do, I think then you've you've matured. You, you've understand that. So we'll see how we handle. You know, next week we we have a, a, a our last workout is Tuesday. We'll see how That's the players come too, out, man. what their focus is like, and you know. You think so? Man, nobody wants to go to work and enjoy that shit every day, man. There's very <laughs> few people that wake up every morning. I can't fucking wait to go to work. I know, it, like it's crazy. Just to think it, these motherfuckers go out and catch footballs, got to enjoy their job is bullshit. These dudes wake up two or three times a day, five in the morning to work out and stay in shape. They're working their wives and kids and moms and dads and brothers and sisters and friends they grew up with. They're often put in weird situations and asked to live this crazy life that no one else in the regular world is asked to live in front of millions of people. And you think they enjoy going to work every day? Some might. Like some, I mean, I work at I work at a place where they actually have tours while you work and people go around and watch you work and like yell shit at you. And it's like very minuscule in the grand scheme of how they do things in the NFL or professional sports. And that yeah. shit bothers me. So I can imagine you know what I'm saying? Just dropping a wide open pass with a million people watching it. And, you know, that's cool and all. You get paid a lot of money. But to say you got to enjoy it is bullshit. I and everyone goes shit. on social media and uh, makes yeah. fun of you and talks shit. Call, call you dick fingers and you know, <laughs> shit like that, man. You know, I get it. I get it. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, and then, to me, the next big thing will be how they come back when we get in, uh, in the training camp in, in, in late July. How do you measure that? Is it just getting the work in, camaraderie, or is there something oh, yeah. specific? By the to look way, for? and it's not just getting I, the- I say all this stuff to say, I'm still gonna make fun of you know <laughs> players on a team such as the guy with Sadiq Charles. Fuck that guy. That guy can't yeah. play, man. The, there's nothing that play, says man. he can so far. Can't play dog. the work in, but it's the way they work. You know the the way they approach it, uh, how they handle it. Um, and then how they leave it, and then we'll see when they come back. I mean, again, because because I, I really do like these this group of young guys. I really do. A lot of young players and some key spots. Three. And, Three. you know, one thing we can never, ever feel is like we've made it, and that was always my concern in year two, that we, we, we were premature then. 
And um, I'm feeling really good about this. But again, uh, to your question, I'll see how they handle things on Tuesday and they'll see how they come back when we're ready to go in the uh, end of July. Thank okay, you. Ron. So they get a month and a half off or a month off. Good morning. How are you? Good. Um, as far as the dynamic between Jacoby Brissett and Sam Howell, you said they're competing against each other, but how have you seen their dynamic or relationship develop as, you know, we're still pretty early on? It's really cool because you, you watch the cooperation between the quarterbacks and all, not just those two, but, but all of them. And, 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 you know, Jacoby's one thing everybody says said about him is this dude's a great teammate. And when you watch him and you watch how he handles his communications with Sam, yeah, he's just a teammate. It's just like saying happening and, you know, they, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Like just Big like when Bevin a fine girl like, says you're you're funny, that means you're ugly, yeah. bro. I mean, it's personality. <laughs> right, you have a great personality. I mean, did you hear Ben Roethlisberger on a podcast? Was it last week, week prior? Did you hear what he said? No, what was that? He was like, "Yeah, my last." He didn't, I didn't want Kenny Pickett to be successful. I wanted him to fail. I'm the I'm I was the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You don't want the guy behind you to be successful. No, I don't want the guy behind me to be rapey. That's what yeah, I don't well, want. Well, I mean, listen, uh, but just straight up, take take, replace him with someone else, starting quarterback. Brett Favre was the same way. It's yep. not my job to train you Montana to take my job. Young. I don't. So clearly, they don't care about the team that much to where I have to get my backup ready. I'm right. here to win. I'm here to be the quarterback. I don't want you to be good. I want to be better than you. And that that that's a real thing. Think about it in your own job. Yeah. You mean it's like the only time I'm training somebody to do my job is if I'm out heading out the door. Yeah, I've had to do that. I've had I've gotten uh they've laid off my whole department before at a job I've worked at and I had to train the dude that's gonna be doing my job for like half the money. Uh-huh. So in order to get my pay out of the end, I had to go through the whole stay there for like 90 more days. Gut punch. Right. This this is a legit team guy. I mean, he's trying to help. Uh, Sam as much as possible, and then you watch Sam, and Sam's as encouraging and 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 you know giving praise to to to, to Jacoby as well as the other guys, and and that you know is what you want. You want a good room where you know there's a lot of cooperation and everybody's pulling for one another, um, and there's not a split dynamic between them. That that's really been probably the best thing I've seen. But why don't you answer the, ask the question like why did you think it was important to pick a backup quarterback in the first day? <laughs> why nobody asked that question? Oh, just continue to do what he's been doing. I mean, he he really has come out and and has really taken uh, the taken to 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 what Eric's trying to you know coach Bianami's trying to get across to these guys on how to practice, um, how to prepare yourself, um, what's expected. That's the other thing that's been really good and, and just watching him has, has has been a treat this year because you see that growth and and again you 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 know to me, it's all training in the right direction. Last one. Mm-hmm. Asking about Sadiq Charles again, Dev. That's a good question because of the fact that you know the chemistry is important. You 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 you've got some young guards that that got to be able to work together. Um, you know, Sadiq is is there, and and as is Chris Paul, and 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 their communication with with Charles will be real important. Um, you know, uh, Cornelius Lucas has done a ni- really nice job though working with those young guys and. You know, he's a guy that we know we can always count on as well. So it, it will be communication will be important. Um, it's been really kind of neat to watch it. I think Nick has handled it very well as far as the center, center position has gone. 
you see those guys coming together and pulling in the right direction. Is that the rookie? You know, the big thing we got to continue is grow that uh, grow that depth. Gates, that, uh, Nick Gates is the guy we got from uh, the Giants. Giants, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he looks to be the starting center. That hit us pretty hard last year. And, uh, you know, we just got to be able to stay healthy and keep these guys healthy and keep them rolling. All right, cool. Thank you, guys. That should be the only time Sadiq Charles has ever brought up twice. <laughs> well, one would think, but and you notice he immediately pivoted to, "Oh, Chris Paul's in there." Yeah, yeah, him neither though. What's he doing on the practice squad for eight years? I know Chris Paul was a rookie last year. Well, really? they, oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, Chris. A couple Paul. other notes from practice: okay. they had Jahan Dotson back returning punts with Dax Milne. And someone named uh, Kirk McGowan and Mitchell Tinsley. I think Kirk McGowan sounds very familiar. He's yeah, he's been in our camp before doing that. Has okay. he? I believe so. Or if not in our camp, someone else's. I know that name. Man, it sounds familiar. What school do you go to? Ooh, I have no idea. I think Louisville would be mad. Louisville. You would know if it was Louisville. Man, they sucked last year. I rarely watched anything last year. They was bones. What, like in the three games or some shit. And and look who else joined our team for the second year in a row, Big Warren Sapp. Man, that dude shaped like a tick. <laughs> shaped more like a pear. Man, he looks like Doctor Robotnik on Sonic the Hedgehog. Man, let's roast this guy for a second. <laughs> look at Jeff, wow. Jeff Zagania's uh, calves. I know oh, this motherfucker gosh. is built like a he man. Jesus Christ, who the fuck is that guy, man? It's like that's Mr. Our, that's our line coach. He looks like the one, the dad in The Incredibles. Yeah, that's what I said, Mr. Incredible. Yeah, he does look like him. And then Ryan Kerrigan lost all his weight. That dude's calves is bigger than my thigh. Look at his his wrists are bigger than. Uh, Saps ankles. <laughs> I mean, it's funny for a guy who, who who played with such a low center of gravity and everything else. Sap, I don't know, and maybe some of that's lost mass from not working legs, I guess. But that's what will come. You seen his new picture? Sap, sap shaped like a white woman, bro. <laughs> Jesus. Did you see Russell Okung lost? Uh-oh. Uh, hundred. Yeah, water fast. all from water. Forty days of not eating water. Have fasting. you ever for water fasted before, Steve? No, I have. I got the four days. I lost days. like ten pounds, man. I <laughs> I tried to go five, but I was literally sitting by a bag of chips and just randomly just grabbed a bag and start biting. Oh shit! I fucking fast up. That's how it ended. I wasn't hungry. I just seen a bag of chips. I reached and grabbed one. I was like, That's oh, that no. mental muscle memory. Yeah. Thing Wait, yeah. Russell Kung lost how much weight in 40 days? 100 pounds. He looks he good. He says he's going to do it again longer. 40 days again. of no calories, bro. Just water. Not even coffee. Like, just I ain't going to lie to you. work out? You, you, uh, you're supposed you, to. You're supposed to. I, okay. you, can put, you can put lemons in your water, but that's the extent. I think yeah. you can have bone broth. You can't get a... You can't get a uh, 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 I guess a liver response. You can't get a calor- caloric response or yeah. anything like that. Or, but um, he's gonna do it you again. Have to stay on ketosis, or whatever, the whole time. Yeah, in, in if you work out, it increases your loss, weight loss too. By the way, but if you work a lot, you you, you can't be. I can't do my job. You know what I'm saying, and not take in calories. You know what I'm saying. I right. black out at that place. But if I was, if I did it, fuel. I was. I think we were on strike. It was about four years ago when I did it. Three or four years ago, when I first heard of it. I went. I got about the second day out. You forget you're hungry, like you. It, you actually the first two days are real hard to not eat, but after two days, you literally forget that you don't get hungry anymore, man. 
Yeah. It's it's really just a coast, and then you just don't want to grab something by accident or munch or drink something bad. That's what you try not to do, like grab do you, some hot refrigerator. Do you, do you feel a need? Let me ask you this. Do you Because I've never I, – I, I did a two-week liquid diet, and I lost uh, 19 pounds in 14 days. And But those poops were terrible. After a while, you didn't have any. But I mean, I would have like soup broth. I would have broth. I would have soup. I would even do the occasional broth. smoothie. What the fuck? That is, was uh, nice. yeah. That's not a real. But uh, I had to drink a lot of water. And, you know, so I, I mean, I get that to an extent, but no calories at all. Woo. That would be interesting. I mean, you know, I would, I, I'm coming to the end of a, of a bench program. If I can hit my bench goals, I'd love to cut that summer body down. Forty days, hundred pounds. Man, we should go on a water diet all together one time, just so you, who can go the longest. That would mean Steve would have to give up his uh, Woodford Reserve, and I don't know if he's ready to yeah. do that. I don't, how, I don't know how to podcast without having a beverage. Water with lemon in it, big dog. Difficult. Vodka has no calories. There you go. Salt. I hate vodka too. By the way. By the way, if you're a wrestling fan, you know what that story's from, and you know why it's funny. I want us to do it like Fourth of July week, and I ain't gonna. I don't really want to do it then because we're barbecuing. Because yeah. I don't work. Well, here's the thing: I go to Nashville at the end of July, and I really like. I've put on weight, but I put on a lot of muscle because I've been working to. I'm literally doing an eight week bench program, so everything's built toward building the. You build your back, you build your triceps, build your shoulders, so you can stabilize the bench. I mean, health is important as fuck. So if I can cut. All this weight down. First of all, if I were to cut 100 pounds, I'd be exactly where I'd want to be. Like, where I where I would consider to be a perfect weight. Actually, I'd be under that. I'd be under what I would consider a perfect weight for me. Yeah. So, if I could do that and keep a good chunk of what I've built, hell yeah. I'll come on here shirtless. I've tried a few times on those water Flex, things. I'll be, I'll be telling you guys, I'll be like, hey, Anybody got a band-aid? Because I'm cut. <laughs> if I got any tape, because I'm ripped. Yeah. The best way to do a water diet, though, bro, is to, like, wing yourself down. Like, go the first day, the first two days before, just to go liquid diet, like, two days before, and then, yeah, then just go. used to that. Yeah, because, and then when you get back, don't just go grab, like, a potato chip like I did in a sandwich or a Big Mac or no shit, man. You're going to be, like, it's the rough. It's going to be rough for you. Yeah. Back to uh, Commander's news that... that- <laughs> Nikki Javalik posted that that the Josh's Harris team, the team from Josh Harris, is meeting with the NFL Finance Committee, and they want to put a vote in front of the elders ASAP. So basically, as soon as late late June or early July. So there's a chance. There still is a chance that this this thing could could be done before before we go into training camp. Dude, and, and, and maybe hard knocks. Maybe even hard knocks. You think we'll get some? We think we'll get hard knocks, dude. I would love to get hard knocks. I would too. Would be, now I is the time. I just renewed my HBO Max for a year too, or Max. Now's the time. You got Eric Bieniemy. You got a young rookie quarterback. A lot of other pieces in place, minus the offensive line. The Chase Young contract drama. Yeah, there's a lot of good storylines you could bake in there. The, like, imagine. I would love to see the cameras follow Sam Howell around. I don't see him go to barber get that dumbass uh, captain, get that dumbass beard lined up. Yeah, 
man, get off, get off his beard. He's just like eight shades darker than his face. It's weird, you know. It's, it looks like it's drawn on, man. Yeah, pencil thin. Sometimes it sometimes it goes like that, but all good. Yeah, I think that uh, covers it. We 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 talked about the all the, the we mostly focus on the Ron Rivera press conference. So a lot a lot of lot of business happening. They have practice for the rest of the week. They have we said one practice next week, and then we won't see them again until what do you say July? Is that when training camp starts? So, Holy moly! So, so so let's let's back up here a second. Do you know the different records of the teams that have been in hard knocks? I mean, the Lions were what one in sixteen, one in fifteen. They weren't I mean, on hard knocks when they, yeah, they were. They were Lions, right? The Lions were last last season, yeah. Yeah, but they were they were better than that. They were one in sixteen before hard knocks. Are you talking about after hard knocks? After hard knocks. Oh, 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 oh. Well, you had the Lions. You had Bandits. the Lions. Okay, so the Lions' record, I think they were they were hovering around five hundred. They were right in the middle of it. So yeah, twenty twelve Dolphins Strong, seven yeah. eight and one. 2013 Bengals, 10, 5, and 1. 2014 Falcons, 7 and 9. 2015 Texans, 9 and 7. 2016 Rams, 4, 11, and 1. 2017 Buccaneers, 7, 7, and 2. I don't remember the Buccaneers having two times. I don't remember anybody having two times, but okay. Yeah, Bengals had twice, I think. Um, Browns, 2018, 10 and 6. Raiders, 2019, 8 and 8. Uh, Chargers 2029-7, Rams 2029-7, and Cowboys 2021-13-4. So you had three 10-win teams in 10 years. Yeah. 11 years now. Um, I hope they get it. 54% winning percentage, uh, 93-79-5. I want it. I want it. It would be great. Get some nice national exposure because the show is produced so well, and I and I think they would capture a lot of the things that people aren't seeing on the national side that we probably see. Well, a the NFL owns it, so they, of course it's going to capture all the good stuff. Yeah, and then they want it to be a good product, of course, of course. They're not going to have locker room, you know. They're not going to have like cameras in a girls' truly in locker rooms and stuff. You know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> no one, no one in their right mind would do that. By the way, yeah. <laughs> See Bruce Allen. Who was the old? Who was pre Julie Donaldson? Who was that guy again? The voice of the Redskins. He was like a. He was like a business. Oh, uh, Al Michaels. Almost. No, Larry Michaels. Larry Michaels. Larry Michael. Larry Michaels. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Larry Michaels. That Larry Michaels. Okay. Every time I talk about Larry Michael, I know. I know now his name's kind of, kind of uh, buddy. Taboo. My buddy used to have an audio clip on, saved on his phone, and he lost it. Changing phones over, but it was something somebody got hurt or something. It's just <laughs> it's like Michael just goes, Oh no, oh no, and I'm just like, It's the, that could be oh, that would be a of, great weirdest sounding thing ever. Speaking of sports oh, commentators, no. man, did you see the, that uh, Will Ferrell is going to play John Madden in the John Madden movie? I did, I did. Is it going to be a game movie or is it going to be about a him movie? They already did a great documentary on him. Why I, don't, I don't know. I would like to see a documentary movie about him because I think it'll be. Have you seen the like the one about Bob Ross? Is not really about Bob Ross. That shit's funny. No. Pretty good. No, they they did a real documentary right around that was done right that they completed it right before John Madden passed. 
And about uh, a video game or him? It's about him. See, I want one like they did Nike. Um, how they did the uh up or the Michael Jordan, like the about the tennis shoe. Air Where we dramatize everything. No. Yeah, I want no like air, like the, you know, the one with the with it's all dramatization though. With Ben Affleck and Ben Affleck and what's his face in it, man. Yeah, story of, basically the story of Phil Knight and uh Yeah, I want it to be like that. If it's like that about John Madden, that'd be pretty dope, man. Not everybody needs to be or like um, walk hard, like they did Johnny Cash and Walk Hard, just mockumentary his ass. Well, they 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 were they were mocking they were mocking movies like that yeah. in general, because they were also mocking Ray, yeah, and 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 all the other movies that Got came to out. Love the Negro man. I don't know. Like, the problem is, is that when you do movies like that, sometimes that becomes the image people have. Negro man. Like, some things can some things remain sacred. If we ever, if you come up here this way, and I meet you in Tennessee, or you come up here, we're going to karaoke, and you're singing Negro Manfield. No <laughs> lie, that's happening. If you can find that, more power to you. Yes. If you can I have find a bar it. that has that. Yeah. yeah. I I've got that movie around here somewhere. On I watch it all the time. Oh, it's a great movie. The soundtrack is in my Spotify playlist, man. Great movie. Great movie. It's hilarious. Yeah. Well, fellas, it's been real. It's been fun. Go watch Spider-Man. It's dope. I heard. There's nothing but good things about it. Um, yes, your technically scheduled to be back next Thursday for our stream. Hopefully, we continue to start dropping some some additional content in between in between the weeks. But until then, you get us once a week, once. I don't know, training camp and preseason starts. We'll probably go ratchet back up to our previous twice a week uh, frequency. So looking forward to doing that for sure. You guys, uh, Phil, you got any shout outs before we shut it down? Uh, shout out to the fact that I don't have to put a new transmission in my daily ride. Hey, I do have to get a new clutch. <laughs> oh, that's a thousand bucks, man. Yep. A thousand it's bucks always, is fine. Right? A thousand bucks is fine. A new transmission probably would have been three. Uh, in the Mustang? No. No. Dev, I don't deal in the Dev, Mustang. What about your AC, though, Dev? Oh, man. Uh, it was just a lower something. Something I yeah. about. $10 part cost you a thousand dollars. Fourteen hundred dollars. Shout out to car problems. Shout out to the G- GM and the Hummer. Making everything way too expensive in that one. I know it's, I shouldn't say too much because that is your your employer. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, the Hummer is impossible to work on, dude. Allegedly. You got a shout out, Dev? Oh man, uh, shout out to Spider Man, uh, Miles Morales. He was pretty cool. My my opinion, the original Spider Verse cartoon was the best Spider Man movie. In my opinion, the, the first Miles Morales one. Yeah, that was the best. Spider-Man oh yeah, movie. it was. This was probably this was probably fourth or fifth if all the Spider Man movies are all lined up. But it's still a, a really good movie. Uh, go see it, Rico. Yeah, and I've been watching the Gremlins cartoon series too. By the way, I didn't know that even existed. It's on HBO. It's dope. Mogwai is like the tells the story before. Yeah. Now, by the way, speaking of cartoons and from our earlier days, is anyone besides me just loving this, uh, this, this, um, 
this comeback of Beavis and Butthead on Paramount Plus. I'm trying to get into I, it. I, I didn't like it. I can't get into I it. I do because it feels so much like the original, with, but it feels updated. The first, it, the first episode of Beavis and Butthead gave us a classic It's So Cold in the D. I don't yeah. know how they're going to be there. The first I, episode, It's So I, Cold in the D. I watched, I watched that and it was like when I was younger, the, when it came out, I was probably like 2 a.m. when they used to run Beavis and Butthead sometimes. And I watched that and I was like, I had the same reaction they did. What is this? Yeah, <laughs> like what the fuck am I watching? That and I, I was, I don't know how old it was, 13. I don't, what year, 93? What year when, when did uh, they come? BT Uncut came on and stuff? No, mm-hmm. it, um, he was, was on MTV. Yeah, it was 93. I don't know. And I also learned Foreigner. I didn't know Foreigner back then. Per, what? Uh, um, James, uh, shoot, Steve Perry. He, See, that's Journey, dude. I'm sorry, Journey. Journey, not Foreigner. Journey. The, they made fun of a Journey song. I think in the same episode, it was "It's So Cold in the D," and it was uh, Journey, uh, separate ways. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. That's a the Rocky. If he ever hurts you, yeah, the same episode. That's when the first time I was exposed to Journey. So I remember that episode like very, very fondly. That's not. That's not. That's not fucking Foreigner. That's Journey. Steve Perry's Journey. Um, the same song, um, the the one that played, they played all the weddings. Um, don't stop believing. Yeah, same don't group. stop believing. Yeah, yeah. Journey's group. awesome, same. by the way. Yeah, good group. And now they have a Filipino dude touring with them. You ever seen that? Really? YouTube. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it's the a, food it's a little Filipino dude. They discovered him in the Philippines. He is now the lead singer of Journey because he yeah, used to sing it on karaoke. Journey. Oh yeah, I did see that. He yeah. sounds oh, just yeah. like the dude. Straight I up. may be going to go, by the way you brought Foo Fires. I may be going to go see them in September. Uh my wife, I think, is going to see them at the Anthem in DC. I watched a, a little of their stuff on um on my hacked fire sticks. You it. know what? <laughs> it all relates because Dave Grohl is from Alexandria, Virginia. That's right. Yeah, grow, yeah. And has a studio there now. I believe he went to my wife's high school, Bishop Ireton. If I'm not mistaken, she wants to go to a private high school. She went to school to a lot of motherfuckers, bro. Yeah, no, a private high school. Did she go to private school? She went to private school. Oh, okay. Cranbrook. I said she went to Cranbrook. That's That's a private private school. school. Oh shit, she went to Papa Doc, nigga. (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) No. Did she know Clarence? Shit. Clarence's parents had a real Clarence. Clarence, nigga, that's what's up. Wow. No, never mind. He went to Tef- Thomas Jefferson's and and no 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 yes he transferred to Bishop Ireton in Alexandria that's the school my wife went to so he did go to Bishop Ireton because he was using cannabis which was lowering his grades and he stayed there for two years then transferred to Annandale High School yeah yes so I was not I'm not crazy not crazy all right fellas this was this was fun um, as always. We thank you for tuning in. Please like and subscribe. Go check out the audio podcast on any of your audio podcast platforms. And we'll be back. Drop us a comment. Let us know what you thought of the episode. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. As always, peace. And hail. We out.